You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. A podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. Now, my guest today is Justin Simon. Justin is founder at justinsimon.co. And it's a company that consults, advises, and executes on content distribution and repurposing. Justin, it's so great to have you on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Yeah, and Justin, you're another guest that I we got to know each other a bit on LinkedIn. You know, I've been yep. following you and commenting on on your stuff and you know, really really like what you contribute. And so I reached out and said, Hey, do you want to come on the show? And you were like, Yeah, let's do it. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. Yeah, LinkedIn is such a really such a great tool, isn't it? Yeah, totally, totally. I've met so many. I mean, it's kind of unbelievable the the amount of people and cool people I've met through through LinkedIn. Yeah, it's it's like it's really the one social media channel that I have only good things to say about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they they have the like all of them. They have their quirks, but definitely LinkedIn is so far been been the one I've been happy with too, and, and have grown the most on. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, that's actually not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about really what you do and and specifically to kind of talk about what you often post about on LinkedIn, and that's prioritizing distribution. So building a distribution first content model. So let's just start right there. And I'll ask you, what does that mean? Yeah, so most companies, most founders, brands, prioritize content creation. And I've run that model growing up in content marketing, doing all sorts of different roles, whether it's writing, producing, running content teams. Most of the focus is on production. Typically, teams focus on a content calendar, which starts with usually mapping out when different pieces of content are going to publish. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's everything is very publish-focused oriented, whereas what I realized going into it when you talk about distribution first is there's a lack of distribution going on with the content after people create content. So after you hit publish, typically most teams or most companies will instantly move on to the next thing. You record one podcast, you're done with that show. That was a great one. Had a fun time recording with Justin, but I'm, I'm over it. I'm on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Wrote that blog post. Good. We spent the time to do it. You know, we're not going to think about it anymore. We're going to move on to the next thing. And it's just the cycle continues and continues. And so rather than focusing on purely publishing, I started leaning more into actually focusing on getting the content in front of the audience. So it's one thing to create the content. It's a total other thing to actually get that content in front of your audience. Okay. It would seem like that would just be such an obvious part of the process. Like, what's the point of even creating content if you're not going to make an effort to get it in front of your audience? Why is it, do you think, that a lot of teams don't prioritize that or just don't even think about it? I think it's multifaceted. One reason is because it's hard. There are a ton of channels. There are a ton of options. None of them are necessarily right or wrong. And so we tend to just get paralyzed and not do any of them well. (laughs) So Mm. I can be on LinkedIn. I can be on Twitter. I can be on Facebook. I can be on 
Instagram? Should I do Pinterest? Should I do Reddit? Should I do Quora? Should I do I mean, an everyday? Should I do TikTok? Yeah. I mean, it's every day. There's something more. Should I build my email list? Like, there's just it's endless. There's a, the amount of places you can put content and create content on is endless. And so, most times, there honestly, if you're talking about a, a early stage startup or a small agency or a single founder trying to create create their own brand there isn't enough time in the day to like the struggle is to create the content let alone get that out in front of the audience and do it regularly and so i mean one of the way and we can talk about this but one of the ways to mitigate that is to create less content Mm. and distribute more content so you don't have Mm -hmm. to record two podcasts a week or one podcast a week, maybe you cut that in half. What does that look like? How do how, understanding what your distribution channels need? So if you're doing an email newsletter, you might only need one really good piece of content every week to get out to your email list versus if you're doing Twitter, the average tweet only lasts 10 to 20 minutes. You need a yeah. lot of content to feed the beast of a, a of a platform like Twitter. And so it's just understanding the nuance there. The other side that I would say outside of becoming overwhelmed is just using hope as a strategy and not thinking of it that way. But Hey, maybe Google will pick it up or our audience definitely knows we wrote about that, that one time, mm. right? Like they, it's, it's, it's almost like a, a subconscious sort of like you have this curse of knowledge of all the things you're building and creating. And so we put that on our audience and we think that they also know every Mm. single thing we've created and thought through. And so we don't want to bug them and we don't want to like put it out there too much. And so it's this, maybe this assumption that like, well, they know they, they got it. (laughs) We, you know, so it's kind of that two, that twofold. Right. Okay. Like, Hey, we're, we're, we're pumping out really great content. The cream will rise to the top. They'll find it when they need to or something. Right. They'll get it. Like, yeah, totally. Okay. But that is a faulty assumption. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I was, I was writing about that this morning for something. It's, it's like the field of dreams concept. If we build it, he will come, but that never happens. And even if we say we, even, even if we say we don't believe that, like as content creators, we said, no, I don't believe that. Like if I have to do belief is all is an action. It's not just a thought. So it's how you're mm-hmm. acting on that. So most companies do believe yeah. they think one thing and they believe another because they're right. doing another yeah. thing. Yeah. I guess it's kind of a form of delusion, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Well, like Field of Dreams is, is a good – that's a good example. I mean, great movie, right, with Kevin Costner. And it, it, the equivalent, I think, for B2B would kind of be like if – now, in the movie, it's one thing because he – like created this amazing field out of the corn patch. It was like one of a kind. Right. But it would, if, if he was a B2B brand, it would be like, well, everyone's like every farm around here has that. Yours is just one of a million. So whatever, no one's going to come, you know? So, okay. So, so let's get into then what does it look like to have a distribution first content model? What does that actually look like in practice? Yeah, I think for the most at at a very base level, it's simply creating one. So to start, most most companies and most people that I talk to 
don't even have one written down. They have a rough idea of what they do, but they don't have a schedule. They don't have any sort of regular rhythm. They don't have a plan in place for any particular piece of content. So I like to start with I, I like to start with channels. So understanding what I, I touched on this, but like what channels are you posting on? So like mm-hmm. LinkedIn would be a big one. So under understanding LinkedIn's algorithm, you kind of know like you really only need five posts a week to be successful like or or seven max because they linkedin really only likes one you know about one a day maybe two a day you do more than that the algorithm really doesn't help you out Hmm. and so like understanding where you're distributing that content can help you you can basically reverse engineer back to creation that's the distribution first mindset is like understanding what you need to create and then reverse engineering back to saying oh man i only need to write one blog a month and I can get all this content out in front of mm-hmm. people. And, and it's just got to be really good. It's got to be the core to the, to the themes that we're trying to hit. That's the next piece that I like to talk about is, is mm-hmm. theming and understanding, like, if you are going to create less, you have to be more focused in terms of what you're going to talk about and yeah. what you're going to create content around. So let, let's talk about LinkedIn as, as an example. You sure. mentioned, you know, the, the better you understand the algorithm, then the better it's going to go. How how do you learn about an algorithm like the LinkedIn algorithm? You know, because obviously it's proprietary and they keep it as secret as they can. So yeah, sure. how do you go about figuring out how it works? I think it's trial and error in some regard. And I also think why what the effects of distribution are on your audience, but they're also on you. So the more you distribute your content on any given platform, the faster you are going to ha- learn the insights of that platform. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because the more at bats you've had on that platform. So if I post like my typical posting schedule is once every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturdays. That over the course of a year, take that compared to somebody who posts once every two weeks or even once a week, the scale mm-hmm. that I'm able to learn not only what the algorithm likes, but what the people in my audience like or the people following my content like whether that's formats, ideas, content types, et cetera, the learning is just so much faster. Okay. So let's, so, so say more about what you do. So you're posting regularly every mm-hmm. day and then like, what metrics are you paying attention to? You know, like what tools on LinkedIn are, are you losing? Are you using to gain insight about yeah. your content? Yeah. I mean, I use on LinkedIn specifically, I use a a tool called Shield app. It's a plugin that you can get and it basically helps run analytics and allows you to do better lookups for historical data. So LinkedIn does not give you a good historical data lookup Mm -hmm. at all for your individual. Like you have to either like scroll posts and, and look individually, whereas this you could go like date range and then filter by type of content so if i say i want to know how my videos have performed i can click one button scan it back and say oh my average video gets x percentage of engagement compare that to a text post text Mm. and then compare that over that same range so you can get quick snapshots to be able to see viewership engagement rates all that type of stuff Okay, and then that way you can quickly scan and say like, ah, okay, here's what's working. Apparently, mm-hmm. here's what's not. I'll double down on what's working and just do absolutely. More of that. And I think, mm-hmm. and too, like I like to use social as validation. So when you talk about distribution and repurposing, I like to use social media to validate an idea. 
see that my audience cares about it, and then use my bigger platforms like my podcast, newsletter, etc., to then create content around those ideas that I've already mm. gotten validation on that the audience cares about. Right. Okay. Makes sense. So let's take a let's take a like a hypothetical use case. Let's say you know random SaaS company X. They have a blog, and so if you're advising them. What would be the ideal situation for them to distribute that blog post? Like, what would that process look like? What would they be doing mm. under your guidance? Yeah, for me, it's obviously starting, maybe auditing the blog, figuring out which topics are most interesting to them. Again, going back to the themes, what themes yeah. does their audience care about? In terms of like practically moving through, start with the distribution channels, understanding what a what they where they want to be where their audience is at and then where they have bandwidth to create that type of content for instance it doesn't make sense for them to necessarily create have a plan to create video content if they don't have anybody in either as an agency to help them do that or as somebody in-house to help. like even though that might be a good a good thing to try to tackle it, it doesn't it might not make sense but for if they have a blog i would pick a few distribution channels. I like to break them up into kind of a like SEO is its own distribution channel, especially when you're talking about a blog. So like mm -hmm. Google as distribution. So if, if the content does have is written with SEO in mind, that is a, a main lever I might pull for them is to try to optimize and, and use Google as as a solid distribution for channel channel for them. The problem with SEO is it's a long-term investment. So, and you have to have somebody actively looking for that thing. So if it's, mm -hmm. if it's a thought leadership topic or something that people aren't necessarily top of mind searching for, SEO won't necessarily work for that. And then I like to use like, I, I, I've been calling the, in, I, I've been seeing these called this more like rented channels. So like mm -hmm. the rented spaces, like forums, Reddit, social media channels, like LinkedIn or Twitter. These are spaces where you're putting content, but you're at the whim of an algorithm. You're at the whim of having to create mm -hmm. content for these spots. You don't own that audience necessarily. If something changed like that, your followers would be gone. Right. And so like you're, you're just on, you know, on, on at the mercy of those companies. And then the third one would be owning something. So typically like a newsletter would be a very easy thing to think about owning. You have a list that you've built. People have actively subscribed into it saying, hey, we want this from you. And you can get a one-to-one -one direct conversation with those people. They've given you an email address in exchange. You own that email address for all intents and purposes. And so I would figure out a decent mix of one to two channels. Maybe it's Twitter and a email newsletter. Maybe it's podcasting in youtube i would figure out a couple of those things for a blog it's probably text-based things so maybe it's mm -hmm. email and linkedin or something like that mm -hmm. but finding a good mix there because the rented channels are typically like short bursts like you have to constantly feed them to make that lever tick up owned is a little bit more long term and then the seo side is definitely like that long-term growth right okay that sounds like really good advice and and I think it, it, like you said before, there, there, it's definitely not a good idea to try to hit every single channel, right? I mean, that's impossible. But even like to maintain five or six, I mean, that's a lot. It, it sounds like pick a couple 
Yes. Yes. The, I've had multiple of these conversations already in the last couple of weeks with folks when I audit their stuff. And even if they're not actively going toward a channel, it's weighing on them mentally, mm, if that makes right. sense. So, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I should be there and we're not. You know, I feel like we need to be here and we're not. And so, and sometimes, like, just writing that down as, like, a feature item to say, well, we're, we'll scale to that channel eventually. But right now, this is what we have the ability to focus on and going all in on that. Right. No, I, I, that totally makes sense, right? Like, if you, you know, have a Facebook page, but you've sort of neglected it and you haven't, you know, that could just weigh on you like, oh, God, you know, that's we really need to put stuff there, but no one's really looking at it. Right. It just feels bad. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Like you're failing. And you and, and really the answer is well, you just shouldn't have that channel in the first place because you're not post you know, clearly you're you're not posting on it. Like you're not drawn to it. It's not giving you much value. So why do you yeah. even have it? And if you're not gonna do it well, like a great one I, I, I mention a lot is like podcasting and YouTube is like this like wonderful mix at times, depending on how because like, you've got this video content, there's potential to get it right. out there. But YouTube is its own beast. And so being able to like tap into that, it, it takes talking about algorithms, talking about formats. There's a huge difference between long form on YouTube and short form shorts on mm-hmm. YouTube and how all those things. So like unless you have the ability to actually study and learn that platform, it's really hard to like I, I wouldn't let that weigh on, on folks. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm making a lot of mental notes because I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> we have a YouTube channel and, and in, you know, from this podcast, I post stuff on there. But I'm like, do I really know what I'm doing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. We'll have to talk about that <laughs> in, a, in a, on a separate call. So, well, then, Justin, kind of as a main takeaway for our listeners, you know, what's your advice for marketing teams that want to move toward a distribution first content model? Like, you know, how do you get started? Yeah, I think at... <laughs> At its core, it's a lot of understanding why we're creating what we're creating Mm. and just asking that question before something even gets created. So if we're Mm. doing a product webinar, why are we creating this product webinar outside of the internal factors of like, well, we're supposed to or we need to get this out there? Yeah. The, the next question is, okay, we understand this is important. We need to create this. Everybody's check, check, check. Yep, we're good on this. How do we get this in front of the right audience? So there, there's a difference between different, let me say it this way, different types of content deserve and need different types of distribution, even amongst a company. And so, for instance, if you have a really big like event that you've done and you maybe brought in some guests, even call it, you know, not not necessarily a webinar, but it could be a webinar or, or it couldn't be, but you just got this sort of, flagpole event where people you want to get people excited for you have to you have to like create a a much bigger drumbeat for that piece of content because it's it's a bigger piece of your content pie you've spent probably more time on it more money on it all that type of stuff and so coming up with a distribution strategy that if you know that thing is in march and you're sitting here in february okay what is our plan every single week to make sure our audience knows that that thing is coming. And then after it's done, because we spent so much time on it, what are the pieces of content and the other things we're going to create off of that? Mm -hmm. And then, and then drip that stuff out. So understanding those things, 
and because that is totally different than a product something maybe like a product webinar or a product release which is really core to your audience and your customers so maybe that distribution channel is an in-product notification an email to your base etc over x amount of period of time Mm -hmm. and that distribution it, it just looks different so understanding the why behind the content and then understanding how you're going to get those individual pieces of content in front of the audience over time that's the goal over time yeah not okay. not short bursts. Yeah. Okay. Well, clearly there's a whole art and a science just to the distribution <laughs> part, which is why you're in business. That's and right. Why you know <laughs> why why people need your services. So okay, just a couple of last things. You've mentioned a couple times you have a podcast. So what is the podcast? Just tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, the podcast. This is probably going to shock you and your audience. It's called Distribution First. <laughs> it is all about flipping content marketing on its head and focusing on what happens after people hit publish. So again, understanding that the majority of content marketing, content podcasts out there are going to talk about all of the up to publishing, whether that's understanding audiences, knowing what to write, what content formats to create, where to put that stuff out at. Distribution First is really focused on talking not only about the strategies behind how to do that, but giving you frameworks, talking with other guests from companies to show how they're Focusing on distribution, measurement Mm -hmm. side, how do you measure proper distribution and understand the effect of it. And at the end of the day, it's just to train people and get people thinking of distribution as a key part of content marketing. Because most of the time, people confuse content publishing with content marketing. Mm. And you need to, distribution is the side of it where you're actually marketing the stuff you're creating. Not just publishing it. Correct. Yep. Right, right, right. Okay. That sounds like a pretty awesome podcast. I assume people can find it on any through any podcast app. Yeah, yeah, you can find it on, on any podcast app. If you're looking to go straight to it, you can go to distributionfirst.co, and that's where that, the show is housed. Okay, cool. Well, we'll we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Awesome. Make it easy for folks, and we'll put a link to your LinkedIn as well. Are there are there other ways that people can connect with you that you prefer? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, LinkedIn's a huge one. I'm there all the time. If you're either interested in just learning more about distribution and repurposing. I have a weekly newsletter that goes out every single week, breaks the stuff down. And you can find the newsletter at justinsimon.co. And then obviously, if anybody's interested in services, advising, consulting, wanting help on getting their distribution in place, I'm happy to talk with folks as well. Okay, excellent. Well, Justin, thank you so much for your time. Really cool topic. I learned a lot. I'm sure our audience did as well. So thanks you, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at Conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.